Percy, is cancer something we should actually embrace? Great question, Wayne, and the answer is yes. We should embrace any disease or challenge, quite frankly, that is confronting us. But we should not be wondering about if we should shy away from the fight, because I think that's the challenge at the end of the day. What should we do? How should we do it? And so God is the source of our hope, and hope fuels us to be bold. With God in our corner, we can confront cancer or any scenario boldly, and we can be an example of hope to others who are watching us while we're confronting those scenarios. Indeed. On today's episode, we'll talk about hopelessness that surrounds even the mention of the word cancer, but how the scriptures show us another way to face this enemy with strength and courage. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. So glad you've joined us now for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Center of America. How are you doing today, Percy? I'm doing well, my friend. How are you doing? I'm doing just great. Good. Great to be back with you in the saddle, so to speak, again here yeah. in the studio together after coronavirus And it's, it's been welcomed, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to be here. Well, let's talk about embracing our cancer here today. This is a, this is, this is a bit of a hard topic to deal with. It is, but it's a necessary topic. So when we uh, go down the road, again, I think that by just uh, some natural instincts for some people, we tend to shy away or run away from negative confrontation, and it causes us potentially to get into a place of denial. And we don't want that to happen, certainly around the dynamic of being told that one has cancer. Mm -hmm. By the way, even as we start here today, let me thank our listeners who have subscribed to this Mm -hmm. podcast on our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and listeners who have left a review on Apple Podcasts. You have no idea how much that helps us. Absolutely. We are grateful and we are appreciative and we want to continue to hear from you and we want you to continue to share uh, with your family and friends to subscribe to hopefully a program that is of value and benefit to this community. Just remember the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Right there on the website, you can subscribe or you can go directly to Apple Podcasts to leave that review of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. By the way, at the website, we also offer a weekly resource, a free resource. This week is How to Face Cancer with Boldness. That is correct. And again, we're going to delve into that because ultimately at the end of the day, when one is told uh, that they have cancer, uh, there's time for confrontation. There's time to look the enemy in the eye and make a decision about what to do. And in order to do that, and we'll unpack that today, there there's an element or principle or concept of boldness that'll need to be uh, operational in one's being in order to face uh, the giant that is standing before you. No guest will join us today, so I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm here. In a few minutes, we're going to talk to you about embracing cancer here. Amen. And uh, our question, by the way, we have a question each week we ask our listeners, and we've just been looking at some of the answers to previous questions we've asked on previous episodes. Yeah. So thank you for responding. But here's the question this week. How did your faith make a difference in your cancer journey? Or how does your faith make a difference in your cancer journey? Well, what we know and what we believe, certainly as people of faith, uh, that, again, faith is an important component. 
uh, that in many cases makes the difference, is a difference maker. And so we want to hear from those of you on how your faith made a difference or is making a difference in your journey with cancer. And that can be either from an actual patient perspective or a caregiver's perspective as well. So again, how did or does your faith make a difference to you in your cancer journey. You can answer the question at the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on connect and then answer the question. Connect and answer the question at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And if you didn't quite get it, I'll repeat the question later in our conversation here today. Well, lots of scripture ahead, I'm guessing, as we talk with you, Percy, but do you have a particular passage you want to open with? Well, our spiritual nugget as a foundation, we want to start with 2 Corinthians, the third chapter, verse number 12. And it basically helps us to kind of move into a direction here. And it says this, Therefore, uh, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech. Again, therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech. And this helps to kind of give us, uh, it helps to uh, formulate a disposition. Uh, What can be extrapolated from this scripture is that Uh, When we have a great hope, it allows us actually to speak differently or with a certain authority or to be bold under certain circumstances. And we need that. And we're going to talk about the dynamic of that today with regard to today's discussion. We will talk about that and more here on Health, Hope and Inspiration. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a comprehensive cancer care network. They treat the whole person, body, mind and spirit. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, they take an integrative approach to cancer care. Using conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, they help patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Just visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, cancer is often treated in such hushed tones. You know what I'm talking about. Why is this the case? It is. I call it the wall of silence in many cases. And, you know, it's really driven around the dynamic that many patients may feel uh, compelled, quite frankly, to hide their diagnosis due to three basic schools of thought. Number one, that they may feel like they're being judged. Mm -hmm. And you would be surprised how many cancer patients uh, are being uh, reviewed and in some cases commentary provided to maybe their lifestyle or certain things that they have done or did not do. So they're concerned about being judged and receiving judgment from family, friends, and loved ones. Uh, Number two is that, quite frankly, a lot of cancer patients just feel ashamed. Really? They're struggling with shame, particularly if uh, God forbid their cancer may have some type of disfiguring component oh, to it. Oh, yeah, sure. So when we think about, you know, breast cancer, uh, when we think about, you know, some skin cancers, things that may leave kind of a very visible uh, uh, indicator that something has changed with one's physical being, I think that there's a sense of shame uh, that individuals may feel. And so then they just kind of become a recluse and they shut in and they shut down. 
And then, of course, number three, uh, a principle that I think is important is that friends and family, quite frankly, do not know what to say, mm-hmm. how to react, how to respond, uh, uh, proper communication and engagement with individuals. And so there are people who will then just basically shy away from saying anything to anyone because they want to negate uh, some of those uncomfortable or unwarranted or unnecessary conversations that they simply do not want to try to unpack and deal with as they're working through their own internalization of different things that they're trying to process through. So these could be three very likely scenarios. Yeah, well, they're very sad, but in a way they're understandable, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Well, again, you know, cancer is a dynamic, uh, nuanced uh, experience, and therefore mentally, emotionally, uh, dare I say, physically and spiritually, uh, there's a lot going on with people who are walking that path. And I know because I've been on that journey and I understand that very well. So, again, people don't want to be judged. Mm-hmm. People don't want to be looked upon and, and, and kind of given a grade or a score. They're trying to reconcile themselves to the to the reality of what is happening to them. So the last thing in the world is that they need to feel like that they're not measuring up to someone's perception, uh, expectation, or reality of what they think has happened to that individual. I'll give you a great example okay. scripturally. Uh, it's not cancer-related, but it's it was an individual in the Bible who went through a pretty tough time, and that was Job. And, and interestingly enough, uh, his friends who came to encourage him, his encouragers basically came and judged him. Mm-hmm. Said, Job, what did you do, man? You must have done something wrong. I'm paraphrasing, of course. <laughs> I mean, clearly all of this negative activity around you could not have been uh, as a result of, of just randomness. There must have been something you did wrong to bring this upon you. Again, be mindful of the fact that people uh, under the circumstances of dealing with cancer or any challenge, the last thing they need in those scenarios is to be judged or to be scored or to be criticized. And that happens in ways that people just aren't cognizant of. And that certainly can create a more negative uh aspects of things for people to have to work through and deal with in that regard. I suspect, and you can confirm this perhaps, that when someone receives a cancer diagnosis, there's an initial period where you're quiet about it because you're still processing it yourself. That is correct. And so I've been down this road and I know exactly that that moment, uh, you know, you're simply trying to absorb or allow what has been told to you, confirmed hopefully, you know, by a clinical expert, of what of what your situation is and so again you need to have some you need to you need to get offline if i can use that expression mm-hmm. to just process that absorb it and then internalize it before you start having external interaction or feedback or you know people wanting to give you suggestions and recommendations you're simply trying to come to terms with what is actually going on with your situation with yourself and how you feel about mm-hmm. that and that's not necessarily instantaneous for most people they need yeah. some time they need some grace and, and some time and they need a lot of grace under those circumstances i can remember very vividly uh, a couple of my family members who, when i when i actually told them you know, of my cancer diagnosis, the very first thing that they asked me, they said, well, how, so how do you feel about that? Hmm. And that's a really good question that one can ask when you don't know what to say. Going back uh, to the third point, friends and family do not know what to say. A great 
uh, open-ended question is, instead of offering a thought or an opinion, simply turn that back and say, so how is that making you feel? Mm -hmm. And allow them, if they're willing and ready. In the right time. In the right time to share that information with you. But allow them to have the opportunity to decompress and unpack what they're thinking and feeling without without your sentiment other than, I'm here for you, I care for you, I'm concerned for you, and then shut your mouth and allow that person to drive the bus at that point. Well, we've titled this program, Should I Embrace My Cancer? Mm. Let's talk theologically. What do we mean by embrace and what don't we mean by embrace? It's a great point of distinction. And again, I've, I've had the opportunity to sit down, Wayne, with individuals who are struggling with conceptually what that meant. And so I think uh, to add some clarity here, some may feel that you know, there's a theological conflict uh, in their thinking around what embrace suggests. And it is not the concept of surrender. Some, I think, confuse and conflate uh, those two schools of thought, and they're completely separate and different. Embracement does not mean that one is surrendering. Mm. Uh, it's, uh, embracing simply means to acknowledge, uh, to stand uh, with a full-throated sense of this This is the dynamic yeah. that I am dealing with. And Face this, reality. And this is what is standing before me. That mm-hmm. is correct. Mm-hmm. And, and you really can't fight an enemy or push back against something uh, as I often use the language that's trying to push against you if you don't know what it is that you're dealing with. So this... This, when you do that, what can happen for many people is that then that can become a, a place of denial, oh. that you just simply ignore and you try to somehow whimsically wish that just to go <laughs> away and you're just going to open your eyes and tomorrow's just going to be a brand new day. And the fact of the matter is when we're talking about cancer specifically, uh, that's not the case. And so uh, we are not talking about being in denial. Uh, we're not talking about surrendering. Uh, but we will need to recalibrate this concept of talking about ownership of our situation. We need to own the moment. We need to own the scenario. Yeah. Uh, The psalmist David's a good example. He is a great example because what he says here is that in the day when I cried out to the Lord, he answered me and made me bold with strength in my soul. And that's Psalms 138 and 3. So here's some things that comes from that scripture. David wrote this psalm, and according to him, he did not have boldness or strength in his soul until... He cried out to God until he made a declaration and an affirmation. Here is my situation. This is what I'm facing. This is what I'm dealing with. Number two, his strength and his boldness came after he went to God. In other words, he had to go, and that's why the Bible tells us about boldly coming to the throne of grace, and we'll get to that in just a second. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number three, it is not our boldness. It is not our strength. All of our boldness and our strength actually comes from God. Yeah. There's a source mm-hmm. that we can we can gather that from. And so it takes us off the hook of having to try to uh, muscle up and muster that up on our own. And then point number four that I'd like to make is that with enough strength, we can potentially make it through anything. And people notice that. People will pay witness to that. And it stands out. And it then becomes a testimony of God, of what his power and his might is doing through us. And so then we become a living testimony or a living epistle, as uh, the New Testament tells us. Yes, we will talk about that boldness in just a moment here. But let me hit the pause button, because there's something new that we have to offer our listeners Mm. that we want everyone to know about. It's the Cancer Center for Alexa. Yeah, we're so, so, so excited. For those of you, and I know that you do, uh, the, the, the subject of cancer raises multiple 
and, and a myriad of, of oh, questions yes, that does. need to be answered. Yep. And so uh, the Cancer Treatment Centers of America has created a pathway through the technology of Alexa where you can ask Alexa any related question to cancer and receive a very clinical and solid response that will give you some insight and some thought with regard to anything and everything related to cancer and treatment and possible uh, opportunities for treatment. So this is a new uh, pathway that is being made available through the Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and we're so thrilled to be able to offer that to our audience. So if you're using the Alexa smart speaker, this new Cancer Center for Alexa skill is available, voice-activated, of course. It can answer over 800 questions. Mm. That in itself is amazing. It is. On more than 40 different cancer types, symptoms, risk factors, and treatment options. To access this tool, you or anyone you support can simply say, Alexa, enable Cancer Center to any Amazon device. But also, you can use the Amazon app on your smartphone to download and ask these questions. That is correct. So if you don't have an Alexa device, you can still use your cell phone or device that you have and just download the app, and you can still contact uh, Alexa skill to get those questions answered in real time. No phone call, no waiting. <laughs> it's absolutely awesome. It's a great new tool. Thank you. And by the way, don't forget our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, where you can download our free resource this week, How to Face Cancer with Boldness. Brand new. This resource available to download now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Amen. Speaking of boldness, let's go to the scriptures. Well, again, you know, we we, we just finished talking about, again, the the dynamic of of confrontation, taking ownership of our challenges or the enemy that sits in front of us and how we can begin to call upon the Lord and cry out to him, which will make us bold. So let's continue with this school of thought. Hebrews 4 and 16 says this to us. Let us therefore, therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. This is one of my favorite scriptures because I get a visualization of when I see this scripture of walking up to two big doors and just kicking the door open. <laughs> I'm not knocking. I'm not ringing the bell. I'm just going to kick that I'm door here. open. I'm here. Come boldly to the throne of grace. And we're encouraged to do so where we can obtain mercy and find grace to help us in the time of need. So there's kind of three things here that I, I'd like to extrapolate okay. from this scripture. Number one, many people... Uh, have no boldness because they feel unworthy. Mm. And when you feel unworthy, it gives you no strength and energy to kind of stand upright and, number one, declare who you are and declare what you believe you have a right and access to. So the Scripture is helping us to understand this school of thought that with our relationship with God should give us the ability to be bold to go to Him. Maybe in some way we think we deserve the cancer that we have. and You know, it's just wrong thinking, but somehow we get there. Or even if there is some aspect, if you will, along the same school of thought, that there may have been some things that we have done from a lifestyle perspective. We didn't, you know, we weren't as healthy with, from an eating perspective, sure. or or we may not have been as conscientious about weight management, et cetera, et cetera. Even under those circumstances, this scripture has built into it. And the key word here, we're running to the throne of grace. So we're, we're going to a place in God that we're going to receive something from him that we don't even really truly deserve. But because he loves us and he cares for us, it gives us the ability to be bold about that. Then we can obtain mercy and then we can find grace to help us. So, again, even under those circumstances that we still have access 
to go to God when we need him. So many people have no boldness because they feel unworthy. Mm-hmm. They feel like they are lowly sinners or that they deserve this in some kind of way. We have access to the grace of God that covers a multitude of sins if there was something that we may have done by omission or what have you. That's not to say we shouldn't ask ourselves these lifestyle questions no. that are so important. We need to address these issues, but we shouldn't beat ourselves up over them. Well, what we've learned, Wayne, from a faith-based perspective, and it's very important that when we talk about uh, clinical care, particularly with regard to cancer, there are some things that we can and we should take ownership of with regard to the uh, potentiality of helping our process. And dietary practices is an example of weight management because we know there's a correlation with regard potentially some of the things of how we eat and our weight that has a correlation with regard to cancer uh, uh, acceleration or proliferation or risk factors, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. And so uh, some of those things are modifiable lifestyles that we can take ownership of, but we don't have to beat ourselves up about it and right. we don't have to take ourselves to the woodshed where we just, yeah. you know, we're not operational in that regard. Yeah, God wants us to come to him for mercy. There you go. And then the scripture also says that we can boldly go to God for mercy. And the only reason uh, one would need mercy, if, if quite frankly, if you just messed up, you missed it. You missed it. And I don't know about anyone else, but I'll be trans transparent to help someone else get free. At the end of the day, Percy McRae misses it often. Reverend McRae misses it often because I understand that I'm human and I'm fallible. And so we can go to God to receive mercy, which will help us. So when we've sinned or when we've messed up, uh, God wants us to come to him. He wants us to turn to him. He's looking for us to turn to him. As many parents will say to children when they know that they have uh, stepped out of line, they'll say, is there something you want to tell me? Is there something you'd like to have a conversation with me about? Because actually parents are wanting to give their children the opportunity to come to them versus being confronted initially. And I believe God wants to do the same. And then lastly, if God wants us to uh, God wants us to enter into uh, his very throne room with boldness, even right after we've sinned, if that is the case, uh, how much more boldness can we have after we have been forgiven? So, again, it covers that whole conversation so we don't have to get stuck in the mud there mm-hmm. with regard to what did I do if I've done something and just stay there, as my grandfather used to say, in the mully grubs. So at the end <laughs> of the day, we're not staying in that briar patch. <laughs> so when we ask the question, should I embrace my cancer, part of the answer is that we, yes, with boldness, boldness that comes from God himself. Absolutely. We should embrace our cancer or our challenge because we need to confront the reality of the moment and the situation. We do not run, we do not hide, and we do not get into a state of denial because we cannot really fight against our enemy that we have not been willing to confront and look at. So it's important. It's really important to understand that. Well, our question for our audience is related this week. How did your faith make a difference to Mm. you in your cancer journey? So would you answer that question for us at healthhopeandinspiration.com? How did your faith make a difference? in your cancer journey. Mm-hmm. These responses are so helpful to us as we plan future programs and address questions coming up here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. So go to healthhopeandinspiration.com, click on Connect, and then the drop-down will give you an opportunity to answer the question. So healthhopeandinspiration.com, click on Connect to answer the question. Amen. Well, we've talked about uh, several things here. You've taken us to Psalms. You've taken us to Hebrews. I understand you want to go to 2 Corinthians next. Yeah, our, our last kind of big category from a scriptural perspective is found in 2 Corinthians, uh, the third chapter, verse 12. 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 3, verse 12, and it says this, Therefore, since we have such hope, I love it, 
we use great boldness of speech. Notice how from a spiritual perspective, great hope uh, or uh, uh, hope provides us with boldness. And so uh, hope fuels boldness. No hope, no boldness. But if we have hope, we have the fuel that makes boldness possible. And it's it's a very uh, powerful thing. If you if you feel like you understand uh, where you're going and what you have a right to do, it changes the way that you speak about your circumstances, how you speak about yourself. Uh, I think about children who are, for example, Christmas, when they know that something is coming and they believe that they're going to get something, they speak very boldly. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a Barbie, you know, Malibu <laughs> with the swimming pool and the Corvette. I just know it. Yeah, I know that. And, 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 and are very determined. And then and look at grandma and grandpa like, that's going to happen. So there's an expectation there. There's a sense of confidence. And it changes the way that you speak around your circumstances because you're full of expectation. So it's an important school of thought. And then also, in addition to that, boldness uh, also is vocal and can be vocalized. It talks straight. Uh, other people can hear it and see it. When you talk to people that are full of hope, you can feel the energy from them. You can hear it in their voice, uh, in their intonation, in their expression. Uh, there's just some energy that comes out of the vocalization of a person who's walking uh, with the power of hope and with an expectation of hope within them. And it is very it can be very vocalized and, and heard and experienced. Yeah. And then uh, because of our hope, uh, we can talk about cancer. We can tell others about the strength uh, that comes from our God. And I know that I've been down this road that once I was able, to your point, uh, allow myself some time to process what I was facing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't go into denial. I needed a moment. And uh, here's what my situation is. Here's what my options are. Then I came out. I began to speak. I began to share with others. And it began to become a source of hope. Uh, that then actually strengthened me, but it strengthened other people around me because they also were encouraged to hear that it was like, oh, okay, your disposition and your attitude uh, appears to be uh, uh, of hope and, and, and reason and expectation, which also made people around me hopeful, and yeah. it gave them energy as well. So it's an interesting school of thought how that works. Well, because this boldness comes from God, it doesn't give us permission to you know walk with a swagger and be cocky about this boldness. It's not, That's not what we're talking about. No, it's not about being cavalier. It's not about being some kind of, you know, like I'm a swashbuckler. Superior or in any way. No, not at all. It, but it gives us the ability to have a confidence that we can confront. This is one of the reasons why we're confronting, yeah. so we're not getting in denial. I think a sentiment is uh, confidence is boldness. Correct. And again, we need to have some confidence and belief that tomorrow potentially can be a better day. Whatever treatment option that I may be pursuing uh, can provide us uh, uh, with a possible uh, hopeful expectation. So again, confidence is important, but this is not about being cocky or, or arrogant or in any in any type of way, but it does change the dynamic of being fearful and withdrawn and, and hopeless to being hopeful, and that creates an element of confidence within our being. So we can break through the shame uh, that may be connected with cancer because, again, our hope is inspired by our boldness. Uh, I believe the scripture says that I will not allow this situation to make me ashamed, I believe the Apostle Paul said. And so because Paul went through a lot of scenarios and circumstances, he was imprisoned, you know, he was uh, shipwrecked. He said, I will not allow my circumstances to make me ashamed. Cancer cannot make, should not make us be ashamed when we tap into who God is with us and for us and our options that we have from good clinical care. It then gives us the ability to have a confidence to work through that shame that's 
connected back to the hope and it mm-hmm. inspires us to be bold in our process. More from Percy in a moment. I hope you'll visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. When you do, click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Also go to that website to answer our question, how did your faith make a difference in your Mm -hmm. cancer journey? Can I put you on the spot? You can. How did your faith make a difference? Well, I tell you, it's exactly part of what we're discussing here. It gave me an eager and an earnest expectation, my belief that God was with me, for me, He's working around me, in me, and through me. No matter what the outcome may have been or could have been, ultimately at the end of the day, it made me bold in terms of saying, today I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. That that which God is for me, no one can be against me. It changes your overall working dynamic of your attitude from minute to minute second to second, day to day, week to week. My dad used to come home from work and, uh, you know, uh, didn't have a lot of uh, resources, and he would always pull out uh, a pocket full of pennies. And I'd be like, Dad, why are you giving me pennies when all of my friends get dollars? He Mm. said, son, remember one thing. If you get enough pennies, eventually they become a dollar. (laughs) Never forgot that. And so uh, moment to moment, second to second, day to day is like a penny. If you collect enough of them, next thing you know, you've got a year, you've got two years. So we take this one one step at a time, one day at a time, and our hope allows us to go from one second to one minute to one hour to one day to one month to a year. It keeps us moving along systematically, and that's exactly what I tapped into. Today is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. I don't know what's happening tomorrow, but right now today is the day that he's made, and I'm going to be hopeful. I'm going to work through my circumstance. And that gave me opportunity to work through the next day when it showed yeah. up. Well, thank you for answering the question yourself. I, I, I'm really looking forward to how listeners respond to the question. Um, and are these answers just going to languish in some email box somewhere? Or is somebody going to read them? Oh, absolutely. We're going to absolutely read responses that you guys send to us because they help us with uh, future show uh, concepts, but also for people to hear in real time what others are learning and doing with their cancer experience and journey. So they are going to be read. Yes, sir. Indeed. Answer the question yourself when you go to healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on connect and then answer our question of the week. How did your faith make a difference in your cancer journey? Amen. Well, Percy, you've shared a lot of scripture with us, but you you started the program today with a particular verse of scripture I want to return to. Yep. And uh, we'll end exactly where we started again, 2 Corinthians 3 and 12. Therefore, since we have such hope, where does that hope come from? It comes from God, who is the God of hope. We use great boldness of speech. So I want to remind you and encourage you to listen today. We are not embracing cancer because we like it or because we think God wants us to have it. We are taking ownership of the battle we are fighting with God's strength and help. And his boldness allows us to speak to our enemy and confront it. Today, you are the blessed of the Lord. You have uh, work to do, so keep chopping the wood. The best is yet to come. So well said today. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. For both of us, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration.
Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.